0: You just tuned into the hippest way to start and grow your indie author career. Learn the ins, the outs, and all the all-arounds of self-publishing with the team from D2D and their industry-influencing guests. You're listening to Self-Publishing Insiders with draft to digital Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, now, we're we we always we're always glad you're here. We're always glad to have you here. So And today, especially... Because uh, we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic w- that has revealed some very interesting aspects of the self-publishing world. Uh, today we're talking with Orna Ross, who's with the Alliance of Independent Authors. Welcome to the show, Orna.
1: Hi, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. Hello, everyone.
0: I, sh- I should say welcome back. You've been on the show a couple of times now. Yeah. Uh, this this time we're going to be able to see you. Last, last time, I don't know if you remember, everything started getting really dark.
1: <laughs> oh yeah it was it was evening here in the UK and I was fading out that's right me.
0: that's right we get to see your beautiful face oh, uh, so I about that. <laughs> uh it's still every now and then uh YouTube recommends some of these videos to me and that one pops up pretty frequently and it's it's like me and then like two two pairs of eyes. <laughs> oh well
1: being mysterious and interesting you know that's (laughs) right you're
0: living to a brand so um you know we're going to be talking a a lot about the um the recent report oh well actually when did the report come out so it was launched
1: at the london book fair which was mid-april so it's 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 relatively recent but as as we'll be talking about it's kind of the first stage in a bit of a process which you guys are involved in and yeah
0: yeah yeah we're happy to be a part of that because this this is something that is proven to be very useful uh it's very useful for us frankly uh at drafted digital but in general it's actually very useful to the entire industry of authors do you you want can you talk a little bit first about like some of the history of the report before we get into the details
1: yeah definitely so The history really is that we have been watching author income surveys come out for just over a decade that Ally has been in existence. So for those who don't know, um, the Alliance of Independent Authors is the the Global Self-Publishing Association. Um, So we represent and advocate for independent authors as well as doing education and lots, lots of other kinds of things. So we have all always been watching these author income surveys come out there in the US, the Author Skills Survey here in the UK, um, the ALCS survey in Australia, the Society of um, Australian Authors in Canada, so on, all around everybody has been talking about the fact that author income is falling and we've always been looking at that and saying that just isn't right and when we look closely at the surveys and you you see who is being spoken to you see that vast majority of the authors that these surveys have been speaking to have been authors with third-party publishers as we now call it rather than traditional publishing and so we wanted to do a a survey on the one hand on the other hand surveys you know they tell you something but they can never tell you everything and it's it's, it can be difficult to 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 get at some of the information so it was our sense very much that author incomes were rising and um, because we were seeing the community maturing, we were seeing um, authors becoming much better publishers, you know, f- over the 10 years that we've been in existence back at the beginning, authors didn't, even, you know, they kind of fell into self-publishing because they couldn't get a deal. Mm-hmm. They didn't take their publishing seriously. They were kind of hoping to, to, to get a publisher. But over the years, we've watched uh, essentially authorship go from being a career to being a business and for authors realizing that they are in business a creative business and what that means and how that feels and once they uh, embrace that and 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 accept that then they tend to be very good publishers because nobody knows a reader like the author. And we've seen authors creating whole new genre over the years. We've seen, you know, so many interesting and amazing things happening. Plus, we've seen some six and seven and even eight figure um, businesses emerging in the self-publishing sphere. And of course, then there's a large band of authors who are just getting going and aren't earning a lot. So we wondered with all this talk of falling incomes, were we wrong when we thought incomes were rising? Was it, you know, because we paid too much attention to those who are doing well, you know, do the vast majority yeah. of self-publishing authors maybe not earn, et cetera. So there was only one way to find out. So that's why we did it.
0: What are some of the, uh, like the ways that you ensure that this is as accurate as it can be? Like, how are you vetting it?
1: That was really important to us. So the first thing to say is this is not our survey. We commissioned the survey, but we did not conduct it. We did give input into the questions because that was one of the things we saw when we looked at other surveys. And when, indeed, when I would try to do one of those other surveys, I would often trip over it because it was clear the survey did not understand how a self-publishing author makes money. And so it would very often be quite difficult to answer the questions or the question that would actually tell them more about me and how I do things wasn't there. So we did have input into the questions, but we we worked with two um, really great guys. I want to give them such a big shout out. Um, Steve from SKS Consultancy and FAD from The Future of Publishing. And um, they went off designed the survey and we then just did a call out to you and other people in the community and asked them to help us distribute the survey we were hoping to get a thousand responses because that would make it statistically valid and we more than doubled that so really yeah, we would over yeah. 2,000 responses, which, as you know, getting busy in the office to stop yes. and fill out a survey, we also, um, we limited it for two reasons. We, we drew the box very tightly this time for two reasons. So we only spoke to those who were spending... 50% or more of their time on their writing and publishing activities hmm. and um, you know sort of primary occupation self-publishers okay. was the idea and, and the reason we did that was because we were benchmarking the, the study that was most like ours and most applicable and so we wanted to have a kind of a like for like scenario Mm -hmm. so the alcs which Mm -hmm. is the authors lending and collection society it's a global organization though it's based here in the uk as well they had done that they had said primary occupation authors so we wanted to see you know Self-publishing so primary occupation authors—that was yeah. that was one reason. And we just asked, and again, because we were benchmarking them this time, we'll benchmark ourselves next time. And um, they only asked for gross income; they didn't ask about net income. And so okay. we did the same—we just asked for gross. We didn't look at net. Next time, we will take in part-time authors, and we will look at net as well as gross. But we just wanted to do that like-for-like like comparison, you know, and keep it as as much like that as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you feel though um, that the because you were focused on the full time authors, do you feel that this is representative of the self publishing industry as a whole, or is it really just sort of drilled down?
1: I think you know half your time or more spending it so you know it these are still authors with day jobs some of them
0: yeah but they
1: weren't you know anyone who did less we had lots of part-timers coming forward and saying I'm you know really sorry that I can't Mm -hmm. be part of the survey I would like to be part of it and you know, we had some people who were talking about five-figure incomes even on a few hours. Yeah. You know, so we are definitely mm. interested. What we'll do next time, I mm. think, is do both. You know, draw that distinction between 50% yeah. and over, but include the part-timers as well. And we had so much work to do this time just to get it set up, to, honestly, working out the questions. Yeah. We, nearly, we nearly killed each other. It took months. <laughs> Because we wanted to to do some of the um, diversity kind of aspects of it as well and look at genre and look at all sorts of things. So, yeah, getting the questions together took us such a long time. Next time we'll be much better placed to put work into into different aspects of it. So we see this as being an ongoing thing which is, and this is very much the diving board, you know, yeah. and it's really the progress across the next decade, I think, and mapping that change and seeing what's going on <laughs> is is what excites us here.
0: Yeah, you bring up a really good point, because you're, you know, your results are only as good as your questions. If you If you're asking the wrong questions, you know, you're going to get terrible results (laughs) absolutely
1: and the other thing we really wanted to do we drew that box the third reason that we drew it very tightly was we wanted to say this will only take you five minutes we wanted the questions to be really quick to answer really easy to answer very clear and that it wouldn't take a long time because we've seen other surveys in the sphere and um you know they they're too long, frankly, you get, you lose the will to live before you get to the end. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And they, and they always sort of trick you because you, you pop in and it's like, oh, there's five questions on this page. That's, that's doable. And then you get to, it's like only 47 more pages to go. Uh, So
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we didn't want to do that. And I think we definitely succeeded there because we had a very good percentage that, you know finished it out so we're we're yeah. happy about that and we will always keep it
0: short promise uh, good yeah that's the only way you're getting me to take it for sure <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's talk about some of the numbers and i've got some of this pulled up so you're, you're gonna see me look up a lot um i'm i'm really kind of interested in some of what you guys discovered it one of the things that popped out of this was was uh uh, so first I, I noticed that it says nearly 60% of the respondents said that their income had risen uh, between 20 uh, in 2022 over 2021 60%. That's a big number.
1: It's amazing. And I, you know, we're really, really pleased with that and very, very surprised, yeah. you know, so that is the most to my mind, you know, there's been a lot of attention and the media we, 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 we sent it out just to the trade press and we will look at the mainstream media a little bit further down the line. But um a, a lot of the attention there and the author podcasts and stuff that picked up on it was on the median figure, you know, that the fact that on average self-publishing authors earned more than those who had a, a publisher, and we we'll talk about that in a minute, but to us actually the most important thing is the one you've also put your finger on. It's the fact that it's rising. It almost doesn't matter where you start if you're on the way up. And and we were really pleasantly surprised that across those two years, so we asked each author to compare their income this year to their income last year. And um, this is a good moment for me to actually say a huge thank you because we talked about keeping the survey short, you know, and stuff, but st- people still <clears throat> had to go and dig out their income reports. And, you know, we know it took you time and trouble to do that. So to the 2000 plus authors who actually did that for us, a huge big thank you, because it really does help us to to um, talk about these things with some sort of um, basis. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We have a quick question I think is probably good to interject here. Uh, But Maggie asks, where can you see the survey?
1: Yeah, so it's on our um, self-publishing advice website so we have two websites we have the joining member website but we actually put it on the self-publishing advice website which is open to everybody and you can find it at um, self-publishingadvice.org forward slash income survey Uh, yeah I'm just checking that as I say it yeah income survey 2023 that's it and there you'll find the media links and everything, you know. So you can look at it in detail. We also have a short presentation on that that we used for London Book Fair for those of you who don't love graphs. And then for those of you who do love graphs, we've got about 20 pages of those you can dig into if you want to. And we'll be updating that page over the coming few months because we're going to be adding lots more in. And um
0: yeah. Good. I and I tried to uh i'm gonna show it from here i tried to get it right and hopefully i spelled everything right very quickly so selfpublishingadvice.org slash income survey 2023 and i dropped that in the comments so you should be able to just click on that and if i got something wrong there's no that's right yeah that's right
1: it's right (laughs) thank you
0: all right uh and we'll try to post that again toward the end of the show um so We'll talk about some more specific numbers and things, but um, whenever things like this come out, I, the question that's always on my mind is, what is it for you as as someone we're going to say is positioned as an expert on this, uh, what was the most surprising thing to come out of the survey to you?
1: Yeah, I think you've already put your finger on it. It is yeah. that that drastic rise so again not surprised that it it has risen but really that's quite um a leap from one year to another and for so many authors to to just you know to be there in that position we were we were delighted about that that was one of the things and it was no surprise that romance authors um, dominated in terms of the upper end of the earning spectrum. But we were very pleased with some of the other genre findings as well. And, you know, some of the, you know, genres that are considered very minor, like, say, literary fiction or poetry or and also, um, yeah, just genres that people don't think about. The spread was was more um, across the field than we had expected, and we were we were very pleased about that. Yeah. And so I think those would probably yeah. be be the two things. One of the things we're doing right now is diving into those genre findings and and looking oh. at you know what are the factors that help, you know, really uh, a deep dive. So we've hired now a, a different analyst create here in Scotland um, their university academics, and they're going to do some focus groups and um, self option yeah. focus groups to talk a bit more about the detail that you can't get in a survey, a bit more yeah. of the qualitative kind of stuff, and find out... A little bit more about that genre stuff as well, you know, and and the factors that are going into to making more money. I suppose the other thing that was a little bit surprising is you can see in the graph there's a rise, rise, rise. And then there comes a, a bit of a dip and we're interested we're interested in exploring that what's causing that and that little bit of a fall and then back up and then it really takes off and this is a bit of a pattern so that's interesting to us we don't really understand it and but we're going to look look more in because we kind of expected that when you Mm -hmm. learned how to do this and given that it is gross income not net you know if it was net income you'd say okay the investment means you know they've they've just not getting the same return investment or they've upped their investment so the income is dipping but this is gross income so why would you rise 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 then dip and then go back up again we have some theories but we want to find out what what might cause it. that
0: that's the report i'm waiting on i want to know oh. that's the you know that's the i guess you'd call that the qualitative analysis like you want to know like the why's and the what for's and everything that actually happened (laughs) as a result of, of all this or, or to cause all this rather. Um, so yes, you're going, you guys are going to publish that. I'm assuming. Yes,
1: we're going to publish that. We're working on it right now. And at, um, self-publishing, um, live in London in June. We will be, Mark Dawson and myself will be presenting. Mark's uh, company self-publishing formula is sponsoring the second part of this, this kind of deep dive cool. stuff. And yeah, we'll be presenting it at that conference. Very good.
0: So, I'm gonna be there. So I wanna be, be one of the first Yay! to see it. Yeah, finally, I'm finally gonna get to hang out with you guys. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about some of the numbers here. Cause there's, there were some really interesting ones. Um, the average income was one that caught my attention and that I found fascinating. It said the average income was over, uh, over 82,000 per author or, or, uh, on average. Uh, that is seems remarkably high to me for, for, you know, you are aiming mostly at the full-time to halftime crowd. So I imagine that that helped with that number, but it's still pretty remarkable.
1: It is absolutely remarkable. I think it's wonderful. So I, um, you know, I think there are a few things to be said about this figure. Um, it's again this indicator, like the rising, you know, tide. Um, it, it's an indicator that when you get going as an indie author, you can expect good things. The there's a statistical sort of thing that happens here. So average is all the respondents that we got, and then kind of add up the numbers and then go into the middle at 50%, and that's what you get. Um, but median is actually the figure that statistically then knocks out the outliers, so the people who are earning over a million. And then the the very many people on the left hand side who hadn't got going yet. So you might be putting 50 percent of your time into writing and publishing, but you might yet only be on your first book, for example. Right. You know, or you haven't got going yet. You don't know how to do your marketing part or whatever it might be. Again, we'll, we'll have more of an idea what's going on at that end when we look at the qualitative stuff. Um, so yeah, but on average, you know, if you, if you rule out the outliers, the people who are earning very little or the people who are earning an awful lot. Yeah. Um, on average, if you take those people back in, it's 80, it's over $80,000 a year, which is pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. We have this, uh, this comment from SD I think is going to help with, uh, with this, which she says that, um, that's average. Uh, The median says 12,749, and that means there are some high figures, but there are quite a few on the low side. So Mm -hmm. definitely something to to keep in mind. Uh, But, you know, according to...
1: I would like to say something about that, though, that I think is really important. Because, again, if if we're comparing it with um, authors who have a third-party publisher, and they're earning, in some cases, half this amount or less... Um not all, but uh, not all the studies show that, but the worst study was less than half this amount. And we're talking there about the authors that have been chosen by another business because they seem like a good investment. Yeah. Whereas we're looking at everybody, anybody who wants to turn up and be. So there are definitely going to be people in our cohort who don't have the writing skills. And don't have the publishing skills yet, yet. Right. So right. I think that's really important to note. So of course you're going to have loads of people, uh, you know, on the low side, and of course mm-hmm. that's going to be dragging the median down. But the one of the important figures is once you get going, you know, what is right. the average and the median? You know, so this is very much in self-publishing, and this is again the difference between. The, the two cohorts, those who have third-party publishers and those who do not. In self-publishing, it's over to you. You develop the skills right. and you have that opportunity. Until you do, you're not going to make any money. You know, mm-hmm. your readers are not going to buy your books unless you're doing the business for them. So I think that's that's a really important thing. So I'm really glad to get the question uh, raised just to, to make that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now... Um... You you guys discovered that um, about twenty five percent of the people who responded to this released their first book in twenty twenty. Uh, there were a couple of things happening in twenty twenty that may have actually aided in this and uh, people contributing more. But how how much of a factor do you think like the pandemic itself was on the current numbers?
1: so it's impossible to say how you know in terms of the respondents that specifically chose to answer this survey but they are an indicative group in that there are over 2000 of them so we have absolutely no doubt and i I know you guys found the same that the pandemic Brought a lot of people into self-publishing. And there's absolutely no it felt at one point like every single person in the whole wide world was publishing a book. Um, you know, so it definitely did. So those years, that year and the year following, you know, and this is why it's important to keep doing things, you know, to keep doing it every two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that we see you know those kind of funny uh, years where different things happening in the marketplace might be having an effect that really we'll only see over time but you know we could have said well let's wait for another two years because they were strange years but sure who knows what's going to happen in the the next two years but it has to be a factor I think you know Mm. I think it has to be a factor because they are a representative sample and therefore that's going to be represented in there
0: yeah i uh i'm fine i'm sorry and i keep i have these notes so and i keep yeah. finding things i'm like oh i want to ask that i want to ask that and then i get sidetracked um what uh, one of the things and this this uh definitely i'm in this group uh it's it was talking about in uh the authors who are prolific um the, you know basically the ones who have more than 10 books published uh, actually according to this you had 20 percent had more than 30 titles that is a remarkable number and i would not have thought it it really is and i wouldn't have another surprise
1: actually i should remember when you asked me about what was surprising that is surprising isn't it yeah
0: Yeah. um i'm
1: looking forward to finding out uh, what genre they're in, you know, is that genre dependent as well? Because right. I think that that sort of crossover will be interesting to to see. But yeah,
0: I also it, want to see the correlation between that and the authors who are making more than twenty thousand a year. I mean, that's I,
1: what I mean. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's it whether that, mm-hmm. and, and I think you know, I'm going to take a punt here. I don't know until we until we do that deep dive. But all the other research in the marketplace indicates that, um, the more books you have, the more money you make. And I mean, it's, it's not exactly rocket science, is it? It just, it's going to make it more likely that you do well. Um, unless you're, you know, your books aren't selling at all. Once you've learned how to sell the more books you have, the better off you are. And I, I think our research is going to show that to be true.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm really, I really am anxious to see the, uh, the results of that. <laughs> so, um, now did you, were you saying that you, do you have a group independent that is actually looking at this same data or is it, or it's just, I know you have a couple of, you've engaged yeah. a couple of different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we decided, oh, by the way, so some of the people are saying it's going to take me forever to get to 30 books. I, it, this is not saying you have to write 30 books in order to make some money. You don't. We just want to see <laughs> right. what the correlation is. Um some of our, the respondents we know for sure were making a very good income with far, far fewer books than that with single digit numbers. But we just want to see the correlation.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: To answer your your question there about the follow-up data, yes, we decided to work with somebody else on this aspect of it. So to, to get another uh, and different and independent group to look at um the, the qualitative stuff and do this deeper dive. And so that's part of what's coming, coming up next. And we decided there to it will be interesting to work with the same. Um, And Mark was was um, instrumental in this to work with the same group of academics who had done the ALCS survey just so they could look at the self-publishing cohort in that survey and compare it to our people and see if there were any interesting sort of things emerging there. So that's one aspect of what's coming in June. But there's we're, we're also going out to the wider and um, self-publishing community and uh, talking to, as I said, people like yourselves, draft digital Written Word Media, um, mm-hmm. Alex and Kalytics, uh, anybody essentially who has um, any interesting data that they can stand over which tells us more about what's going on in the self-publishing space. Because it's so difficult. One of the reasons you asked about the history at the beginning, I mean, one of the big reasons for us doing this is that it is so difficult to get accurate data about self-publishing. Platforms don't release what's going on because for competitive reasons, the... Um, is a complete lack of visibility if you like of indie authors we're not in the bestseller lists because very often indie authors don't have ISBNs or they're not showing up for various reasons so really and more and more authors also are not using platforms or they're using the platforms Mm -hmm. to bring people by platforms i mean amazon apple barnes and noble whoever they're using the books they sell there to bring people back to their own bring readers back to their own websites where they then sell directly to them and we're seeing also lots more crowdfunding of books um, and using kickstarter to sell or now we've got Talk and people are going to be selling over there. And you know, their own author websites are becoming more more and more authors have transactional websites, and more and more authors want to sell directly to their readers. And reader, more and more readers are now comfortable with buying books online and going directly to the author. So at Ally, it's been um, a campaign for years to say, you know, to readers. Buy directly from the author. Mm -hmm. Authors do so much better when you do that, you know. So um, what we know now is that the only person who can tell you for sure what any particular author makes is the author themselves. So at the moment, the outside world Mm -hmm. only looks really at Amazon and maybe Apple and a few others, Kobo, you know, some of the big players. But for lots of authors they just form a percentage of what they're earning and so you cannot assume that if somebody's not featuring on Amazon that they're not making a living or then indeed that they're not making a killing
0: right. they can be. yeah yeah exactly I, I I actually would be very curious to see the numbers on uh, the number of authors who are now selling direct what they're what they're making like that that should definitely be <laughs> a part of yeah. the report um yeah. so I We've got some questions here. Uh, we've already answered a couple of them. Um, let's see. Here's one. Uh, will you also be doing income surveys based on wide versus KU and genres? That was one of the questions in the survey. So that's,
1: that's answered for our our cohort. Um, I don't have those fin- figures at my fingertips, but you'll definitely get them on the link, and you'll be able to, to get um, a view on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that is actually very useful information, especially for us uh, at D2D. We want to encourage you to go wide. I think uh, finding some numbers on that would be very helpful. Uh, let's see. We already answered that one. Uh, uh, how much of the 80000 a year is spent on advertising? That would be an interesting thing to know. I don't think we have that information. (laughs)
1: No, we didn't do that. That's what I was saying at the beginning of the of the interview is that this time we only looked at gross income. Next time we look at expenses and return on investment. That's going to be the focus of of our next survey. But this time it was just gross and we don't have an answer to that question.
0: Here's another this one's from Moya on YouTube. How will it be possible uh, to become aware of the quality of survey outcomes when they're available? Uh, they're, they're apologizing that it's 5 a.m. in New Zealand. Don't apologize. Thank you for being here at 5 a.m.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> the, Hero. When, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, how will they be able to to uh, get? The, will they be? Will there be an announcement or something? I'm sure links on that same. Yes, website.
1: definitely. So, if you if you keep an eye on that link that we've given you there already, everything will will be there. But also, would encourage you to sign up for our alerts on selfpublishingadvice.org. Just sign up for the newsletter and we keep you posted as to what's going on Um, every step of the way really yeah
0: uh now this one's from our mutual friend robin cutler uh, hey, hello, robin, hey. hi. uh so uh what about hybrid authors those that are both indie and trad published uh what percent of authors are in that category
1: not not a, um, a big percentage, actually. That was another slight surprise in the survey that I, it was under 10 percent. I can't remember the figure off the top of my head, but it was around seven, I think seven, eight percent. I I'm, I'm almost sure something around that level. So what we're kind of hybrid author, I know, is a term that is used widely in um Self publishing and outside of self publishing, particularly in, in, in the traditional publishing arena. But we tend to think of it as indie authors, you know, who are then selectively licensing some of their rights to yeah. a, a, a third party publisher that's the mindset shift that we're kind of encouraging with the, within the community so rather than thinking like I've either gone this way or gone that way or I'm a hybrid that's somewhere in the middle it's like a different way of thinking about your rights which is that you are the rights holder if you have a rights buyer who wants to license your book for some sales we are encouraging authors to think very carefully about what rights they are licensing and limiting their term and their territory very carefully rather than exclusively going you were talking about wide exclusively going with one self-publishing platform no Mm -hmm. or exclusively Mm -hmm. going with one rights buyer which we traditionally used to call a publisher no don't Don't go exclusively with anyone. Keep your wide options, both in terms of the rights that you license and the the, um, uploading your book to the various platforms.
0: I like that you have all these new terms I'm going to steal for uh, traditional publishing, like uh, rights buyer and third-party publishing. We're going to totally borrow those.
1: Uh. (laughs) Do you know what's at the heart of that? When you stop seeing the publisher as the central player and you start seeing the author as the central player and you realize that you know publishers are just another service so if you start thinking in an author-centric sort of way and um, you know this is the book that I publish myself this is the book that I used to tr- a third-party publisher for but you yeah. know and you've got all these options and and that's what they are at the end of the day is they are rights buyers. They're buying yeah, yeah. and but they will give you a contract that will Hoover up every right you have. Yes. And it's it's your job to limit that contract so that they only get the rights that they're actually going to exploit and work with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that we are we're we're in an era now where the the indie author is much more empowered than we ever have been uh before uh to the point where you know, the whole trad pub idea. uh, If you're really smart about this and you're really studying this business, you realize just how optional that is and really needs to be part of your, you know, making the actual decision, whether you want to do that or not. Cause you've got so many different options now and so much bigger return uh, sometimes, you know, so I'm glad that we're thinking about that. Uh, So, Harry Hall on YouTube asks, when will the next survey be done?
1: So the the next piece of this sort of research, um, the timetable there is that we are working on it at the moment and we will be bringing out um, that research in June. We're calling that the big indie author data drop. And that's when we gather in all this information from the rest of the community, which in itself is hugely informative, you know, so that's really going to deepen our knowledge, and then every two years we will be repeating this exercise. So we ask in the survey for their current year's income and the previous year's income. So so it will be a a biannual um, event.
0: Um, Couple, let's see, I got not a question, but a comment that I definitely want to share from our own Alyssa. Uh, If you found this chat interesting or helpful, please hit the like button. Uh, We really appreciate that. That's the standard. Uh, If you're on YouTube, you have to tell people to like and subscribe and do all those things. Uh, All right. So um, now what's uh, one of the questions I have and and you're uniquely qualified to answer this, but, you know, from the indie author perspective themselves, what are ways that we can leverage and use this information? Like, how is this helpful to us as individual authors?
1: so the first thing i think is that empowerment thing that you touched on i think Mm. you know the the very fact that this proves what we've all suspected for a long time i think should be taken by every author as encouragement so i you know i saw there in the comments a couple of people saying that they're finding it tough They're in their first year. They haven't any income yet. That is one hundred percent par for the course. Yeah, you know, and and that is what this survey shows. That's one big thing to take away. This is not about overnight success for most people. And most people who are doing well in in the survey have been writing for a long time and have a number of books under their belt. And they have improved their writing skills. And in a sense, kind of, you know, become worthy of earning that money. And that's that's something that you need to take away but if you do the work of acquiring the writing skills and the publishing skills that you need you can look forward to success not just that you, creatively which is what we were always offered before you know you were supposed to be happy that you got to do something you enjoyed doing but you're supposed to be poor as a church mouse you know um so the big takeaway is you can Set up a business in this competitive creative field and you can acquire the skills which allow you to make a living or, as we said, make a killing if you're if you're really lucky and you're in the right genre and you're doing the right things. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, I think, is to look closely at those factors which are leading to success and in terms of takeaways I think as you said Kevin you know when we get the qualitative stuff and other input from the rest of the community I think it's going to be much easier for an individual author to go in then and look and say okay this is my situation where do I see myself here and what do you know what do these figures mean for me because it's like so many things in self-publishing, in writing, in in indie authorship. The the lesson for me is going to be different to the lesson for you, is going to be different to the lesson for the person who just started writing last year. And, you know, the person has one book is going to take away something completely different, depending on what genre you're in. Also, I'd like to to you know one of the things we're exploring and i think is important is the whole diversity angle age gender you know and we know that for example third party publishing has um, a diversity issue and we want to see does self-publishing we one thing that's instantly noticeable is that in the traditional research generally speaking there are more men but in in this self-publishing research, there are more women. Yeah. What are the reasons for that? Um, we don't. We're not quite sure. But you know those kinds of things. So so I would say, in June, well, right now, go in there and have a look and see what's there and see where you find yourself. But in June in particular, go in and see where do you see yourself reflected within these numbers? You know, and what do you feel it means for you? But the big big takeaway is. You can thrive commercially as well as creatively as an author if you self-publish.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to pop up one last question here. It's actually two questions, JT, you cheater. Uh, (laughs) Two questions. For us data hounds, will the crosstabs be available? And do you have a breakdown of how many books are published each year?
1: Yeah. Go into the link there and have a look, JT. You'll see both those questions are answered mm-hmm. there in the actual charts. We have, you know, pretty little pie charts. and. You're asking authors charts.
0: to go read, Orna, and that just <laughs> never ends well. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, I was just glancing over the notes again and saw the. I saw this note about how uh, about a quarter. This is nothing to do with how many books. Uh, were published. I'm sorry, JT. Uh, but it says that a, about a quarter of the respondents, uh, said they're bringing in uh, zero to a thousand, but like a, th- a year. Uh, but 28 said they were generating more than six figures. 28 percent, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so crazy. Uh, so, but it is possible, that's the point, and so. All right. Uh, Well, this has been fantastic. This has probably been one of our uh, most uh, embraced shows, of course. So thank you for being a part of this, Arna. Um, What, uh, I guess, parting shots here, like what do you want people to, what action do you think people should take immediately uh, regarding Ally and regarding this survey? What should authors be doing?
1: Thank you. Well, um, first action, you are all invited to join the Alliance of Independent Authors because we are as strong as our member grouping and the fact that we have, um, we're a nonprofit and the fact that we have um, thousands of members allows us to do work like this because it, it takes a lot of time and input and administration and so on to do stuff. So, if it makes sense to you, we would love love to have you as a member. And the other thing is, we will be circulating the survey. And I know it's almost two years away, and that sounds ages away. But please look out for it in future, because again, the more people who who get involved. And thirdly, and I'm just focusing on data in this conversation. You know, we do a lot of other things, but just keeping it very narrow on the on the data stuff. If you know anything interesting, if you see any interesting surveys, if you have come across anything, I mean, t- just today I came across a, a snippet about self-publishing in Germany, which was really, really interesting, which I didn't know and was well documented. So if you know anything interesting that's happening in self-publishing that is documented, somebody has done some research and um, you've seen something reported, All the reporting now and all of our sector is becoming very fragmented. When we started, we were all over everything. And I'm sure you're the same, Kevin, at P2D. It's getting harder and harder. You know, information is, and this is a trend that is not just in our sector, it's everywhere and will only continue to become more so becoming more and more fragmented it's getting harder and harder for anybody to be on top of everything so we really rely on the community both our members but also our and um, the wider self-publishing community to keep us up to date with what's going on so if you come across any interesting snippets if you could get them to us at info at alliance independent authors.org. and uh, um, you know with an eye to the big indie author data drop which will be coming in June
0: Thank you very much, uh, Orna, and uh, I put the, uh, the URL up on the screen, and for those who are listening to this after the fact, it's allianceindependentauthors.org. Go check that out. You'll find all kinds of uh, great information and how to join and all that. I will say uh, this sort of thing, by the way, Orna, is exactly why I joined Ally and am a proud member, uh, and I encourage all independent authors to join so now we're gonna we're gonna play a little something here in a second order so don't don't drop out don't drop the call uh but stick around to the end and for everyone else and by the way thank you for being a part of the show uh everyone else uh Make sure, yeah, then we love having you, make sure that you do the uh, obligatory like, share, comment, and subscribe. That's how we keep the show relevant and gain new followers on uh, YouTube and elsewhere. And that helps us out. And that means we get to help you out. So go like, share, comment, and subscribe. And hey, share it with somebody while you're there. That helps us out a lot. Uh, make sure you bookmark D2DLive.com because you, you'll get a countdown to th- The next episode of this show, whoever we're going to be talking to next, we do the show every Thursday live and every Thursday we release a podcast uh, of a previous episode. So make sure you're subscribing wherever fine podcasts are sold. And uh, of course you want to sign up for an account at draft You really want to do this right now. Uh, We are, uh, we are about to roll out a whole bunch of amazing things over the next you know, coming months. Uh, new features, and since the acquisition of, of Smashwords, we've got some things that are uh, starting to become available to draft digital authors for the first time. So go, set up an account. It costs you nothing. Uh, it's all benefit for you. So go check that out. And as we sign off here, um, again, thank you to our guest, Orna Ross, and to uh, Ally for being an ally to independent authors. And here's a little spot. From a really, I mean, this guy just sounds amazing. So uh, check this out and we'll see you all next time. Ebooks are great, but there's just something about having your words in print. Something you can hold in your hands, put on a shelf, sign for a reader. That's why we created D2D Print, a print-on-demand service that was built for you. We have free beautiful templates to give your book a pro look, and we can even convert your ebook cover into a full wraparound cover for print. So many options for you and your books. And you can get started right now at Draft2Digital.com. That's it for this week's Self Publishing Insiders with Draft to Digital. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and share the show with your will be author friends. And start, build, and grow your own self publishing career right now at drafttodigital.com.